Welcome to the Perimenopause Power Podcast. We are Lisa and Natalie, two certified holistic health coaches passionate about helping women embrace their physiology to elevate their highest potential for confidence, health and energy. Perimenopause will be unique to you and each episode gives you the power in knowing that you can define your own journey. Let's get into today's episode. Hello listeners and welcome back to another fun and exciting episode of Perimenopause Power. Hello Lise. Ah, hello Nat. How are we? Really great and we always do say that we're excited for our guests but we really truly are because we just value what every single guest brings to um, each episode and there's always that you know excitement and anticipation around where our conversation is going to go and today we continue our personal menopause story conversations or or what we've been referring to as that that grassroots Mm -hmm. conversation Um, and we have Michelle Owen who we crossed paths with when we ran one of our workshop series where Michelle works and uh, we connected uh, post that and it's been great to invite Michelle onto our podcast and we're thrilled to have you here. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me here. And yes, I am definitely still smiling after the workshops you presented to us and and incredibly grateful as well. Mm, It's always nice to hear how our um, workshops have been received. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So we'd love to kick off our conversation with Michelle with who are you and, and what do you do and what are you about? Well, I had to think about this um, as I came into this lovely opportunity to sort of share a little bit of my experience as I head towards, not sure if I'm at menopause yet or not, that wonderful countdown. But um, one of the things I was thinking about, which always makes me laugh, is when, I don't know, when you're meeting new people and you introduce yourself. And um, and I, I stole this little introduction from a workshop I ran probably 15 years ago where I'll say to people, oh, I'm the CEO of a not-for-profit and you'll often watch them go, oh, well, what's that? And then you explain that, you know, I'm raising three adult children. I've tried to resign from the job. I've been rejected. Apparently I'm not allowed to leave. <laughs> and and then there's always laughter, which is funny because you on, acknowledge the endless full-time job it is around commitments and the unexpected surprises that come up every day. And then I go, oh, you mean my paid job? Okay, so I'm I'm a change manager, and a lot of people go, well, what is that? And and I say, well, it's interesting. It's um it's something I'm really passionate about when business is trying to change the way people are working today and what they need to do differently tomorrow. And it kind of wraps into you know the work culture, how leaders lead, and and it's really exciting. And and I find that um you're growing and developing all the time. So. I guess today was a, an interesting ins, um, opportunity to share the challenges that I faced when what I'd call the ambiguity of perimenopause started to bubble up and um, and what did that mean for me? So, um, yeah, it's really, it's been a, quite a challenge, I would say. It's interesting. Uh, the question I want to ask you is how did you come into perimenopause? And you've just introduced that in. So how did you come into perimenopause? Well, I think the trickiest part is that, it kind of, you don't know you're there yet until no. you're a little way in. So I can start to pinpoint that it, if I'm 53 and a half now, my birthday's in January, and I know that it started to kick in for me when I was about 48. And um, and when I reflect backwards and go, right, so 
48, 49, you start to get all of these interesting little symptoms and issues and health problems coming up that you haven't really faced into before. So I looked at them individually and started to go, well, what's that? How do I fix it? Go and see a doctor. I might go to my naturopath, kinesiologist. Like you're starting to investigate solving just that one small problem. And it wasn't actually until I came to your workshops that I started to realize that it's a whole event of symptoms and series that take place that might go for a short or a long time. And even though I've watched friends of mine going through it and talked to them about it, you have no idea what it's actually like until you're in that process yourself. And then the other challenge is that there's no set pathway. There's no quick fix and you don't know how long it's you're going to experience that for. So being someone who likes to be a bit of a problem solver and find out the cause and go and fix it, I had to eat a big piece of humble pie and just go, actually, I can't be in control of this, but what I really want to be is informed. And I feel like there's lots of things I've tried to read and, and understand, but honestly, until you're walking the path itself, um, you can't relate it to anything. So it might've been like, I had a frozen shoulder because I fell over walking the dogs and I'm like, well, what's that? And, you know, then it leads into the delight of COVID. So a lot of anxiety in the world of change management and technology. And then my whole family got impacted really early in like March, 2020, when um, COVID was starting to impact Australia. And, I had this really heightened anxiety come up that I'd, I knew I'd get anxious about a few things, but really heightened anxiety. And so was it COVID? Hadn't really thought about whether it was menopause because I'm still getting my period. So, and the doctor says, well, no, you're not in menopause. So the whole dialogue of perimenopause and all the symptoms just hadn't been um, put in front of me in a what I would call a constructive way for me to start to think about, well, what's that going to mean for me? It's interesting because um, you you raise a few really good points. You, you probably weren't educated around it, which is exactly what we're seeing and hearing day in, day out, and mm. it was a complete surprise to you. And you probably tended to brush off the little things that were happening a little bit out of the ordinary, yeah. which a lot of women or the majority of women would do. You know, they'll put it down to, oh, I haven't had a great sleep, I didn't eat well yesterday, I've been really busy. Yep. And, you know, our listeners would know for sure that we are always talking about the whispers and they they are those whispers that uh, you just didn't know what to look out for. So it's um, it's a little bit cruel, but how liberating is it when you can actually know, get that education around it and actually yeah. work with it and you change your perspective? I, I tell you what was most profound. And look, I do have a good sense of humour. I probably didn't during some of the more anxious periods of time. Um, and again, probably a double whammy with COVID and menopause, um, perimenopause symptoms coming up. But I used to um, think a lot about you know, back in the early 1900s and maybe not even that long ago where they used to say women were going insane and they'd lock them up. And I was just, a few of me and my friends, we'd all laugh going, I probably prefer to be locked up than have to deal with some of the symptoms that I'm going to and just put me away somewhere and, you know, hide yourself from it. Um, but what was really profound about the workshops that you ran was that very simple image where you showed about 
I don't know, 15 to 20 symptoms that you could experience during this timeline. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my goodness, there's at least five of them coming up to me. Intense fatigue at different times. I don't know. I'm sleeping for eight hours, but not. And the the sweats hadn't started yet. But heightened anxiety, weight gain, which we knew was evident, even if you're still being as fit and active as normal. And then the brain fog one was, I, I thought, the one that, we all shared a really similar humor about at work because you're normally really sharp and able Mm. to contain lots of content and information and juggling many things. And then all of a sudden you just have this abyss. And so I guess how do you stop and have a laugh at yourself about it? Well, you don't professionally, like you're harder on yourself and you're trying to work out, well, how do I fix this? How do I hide it, mask it, whatever that might be? Um, permission to be in this space this time of your life um culturally probably wasn't part of the norm but luckily maybe it's arriving more and more so and also at work there was that lovely um combination of our generational groups where we've got a whole lot of 20 year olds that are also asking questions because sometimes they're the ones supporting their mothers And so there was a really nice collaboration of women coming together, but even more so just a lot of guys dialing in to try and understand Mm. as well. So, you know, when you have a hundred people with a, an aha moment, it's quite fabulous. Yeah. It was really inspiring. Yeah. I think Nat and I were really, we, we loved presenting that three part series to your workplace because of the people, the, the questions that were coming on board and uh, the aha moments and just the cross-section of people that you could see that were, you know, chiming in around mm-hmm. what they were asking and what they were learning. It was it was lovely. And then the bit you didn't get to see after was the bumping into people in the elevators or walking through the office space and just having this smile on our faces to go, it's okay where we're at and it's yeah. okay to talk about it. And um and, you know, there was even some renovations going on in the building and going, do we need a cool room, yes. you know, where it's dialed down to Arctic ice room where we could all go and just feel some sense of relief. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's amazing. And, you know, it's uh, it's amazing feedback for us and, and not that this is what this episode was about, but it really does just uh, fill up our cup, doesn't it, Lise, mm. in terms of hearing that because that's essentially what we hope to achieve with the podcast and the work that we're doing mm. is opening up that conversation and bringing that that safety and that comfort that even if you don't have that conversation with that person, it's just looking at that person and, as you said, having that smile and seeing we're on the same page here. I, I get it. I don't need to know your story. You don't have to share your story, but I get it. And, mm. and just having that bit of empathy that, you know, if you do want to share your story, I'm here because Mm. we've now started that conversation and we actually just had um, our monthly event that we run for women in business and I just had a conversation with a group of women that we're talking about a phase of life that directly impacts 50% of the population and indirectly impacts 50% of the other side of the population because we are either going through it or we're a support for someone and uh you know, it's that education which is really pivotal to um, breaking down those barriers and, and women feeling supported. Mm. And I even enjoyed like 
walking with a best friend of mine a few weekends ago and being able to, it was an interesting apology, but to be able to actually say to her, you know what, I knew you were going through some stuff, but I actually had no idea what that must have felt like. Now, I might not experience all of it, but what we weren't having is the kinds of conversations that Mm. she needed to have to feel supported. And I would say the one thing that really tips women over and particularly myself was those waking up at night, sweats, the broken sleep. It felt like you had a newborn baby for like a year or two, you know, and and so that is really, really difficult to um, be able to make yourself feel like you can function normally every day. And, and you know, even though we use the word perimenopause and then menopause and then it's the word pause, it's like, we almost don't get to stop and just go, well, would it would it be easier if we could stop for three months and take a perimenopausal break to heal our and sorry, heal is not the word, but to take the time to look at the health and the well-being and how we um plan this phase and and could we help ourselves transition more effectively? I'm not saying faster or anything, but yeah, I just wonder whether we get a time to stop because it's a complex window if you've got older family members, younger family members, you're managing a lot. Mm. And um, and I don't want to always just reference to whether you're married and have had children or not because, you know, when you and I live on my own now, the kids have all grown up and moved out. So there's a lot of loneliness to deal with as you're trying to think through that. So anyone who's on their own probably wondering, well, who can I talk to about that and not bother them with some of the things that I'm experiencing Mm. And you know, as, as you're talking through, I think it's um, I think it's such a powerful time to start resetting. You know, things that you would have done previously, they need to be done different. Yeah, you've mm. got to tweak it. You know, the way that you yep. eat, the way that you move, the way that you sleep, how you look after the others, how you do your yep. self care. It is different, um, and I think that's probably one of the biggest aha moments that women go oh, I can't even drink, you know, like I used to love a red wine now and then. There is no way I can drink a glass of red wine now, right? So uh, right. and a whole a whole gamut of things. It's a very personal thing, but it is a, it is a time to reset and just acknowledging that in yep. all aspects and areas of your life is very powerful. Absolutely. And I think um, like as well, I've always been passionate about nutrition and fitness and you're right. You have to do this reset because Mm. all of a sudden you don't have this energy to go and do what Mm. you used to do, but it's almost how do you have the mindset to know that it will come back and, you know, it's just getting through whatever this window might look like. And I think as well, nutrition, um, I'd studied nutrition myself until I could no longer because chemistry I found <laughs> too hard to pass. But I've the benefit of um, my son's um, girlfriend, Mim, is a naturopath. And, you know, we're having an interesting exploration of trying out some different things and um, and what they might need to be for me individually. And, and she's only young herself. So it's like, well, what if you have all of these older clients where how do you empathize with them when you won't know what that experience feels like or looks like? So it is about being able to tap into um, what health package you put together for yourself. And, and I think that that's that's the service you guys really help people think through is what do I need for me? Because you're going to get everyone's opinion, the media's opinion. 
whatever it might be, you kind of just need choices to then go, what's going to work? And the thing I've learned is um, just give it a test. It might not be the one that works. So that's also tough Mm -hmm. because you kind of want an answer and you want the not so great stuff to disappear. Mm. And, and can I add to that too uh, for Alice's and have no guilt around yes. trying different things and putting yourself first, right? Um, that is, I think that's one of the biggest blockages and barriers to women actually resetting. Oh, I can't do that. I can't take that time out because X, Y, Z. So yeah, yeah get rid of the yeah. guilt. Yeah. And I think I think the last bit, I think I shared this with you um, when we did catch up was um I had this amazing epiphany around um, this psychologist that I'd been working with um, around filling up my own bank account, emotional bank account. And Mm. I was like, oh, do you mean I have one just for me? But it's not someone that it's not one that I have with others. Mm. And it was just this delightful moment where and she pretty much said to me, look, Michelle, I think it's like a desert right now. It's very empty. So what are you going to do to top it up? And and that was part of your question, um, which is what are you doing to top it up? Now, COVID, it's a bit crappy, but it also put me back inside a box of being with myself, finding peace and quiet in the simplest things, being grateful for, you know, this wonderful country that we live in. And 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 just when you do walk around the block, that mindfulness of I'm excited, there's a, a cherry blossom that's about to pop. And with all the warm mm-hmm. weather we've just had, they're popping already and the jasmine's popping. So taking that time to be peaceful because it is quite, tumultuous as you go through whatever symptoms they might be for you individually and um and that's been difficult take a big breath but it's um definitely important to have that grounding and um earthing of yourself as my kinesiologists would say she goes just lie on the ground michelle and just be hugged by mother nature yeah beautiful like good yeah (laughs) It sounds like you have learnt a lot over your last few years actually and and done a range of various things and, and come to a place of um, knowledge and knowing and, and even acceptance, would you say, as well? Uh, look, literally the first session you guys ran, I had this enormous feeling of acceptance about, oh, I've been trying so hard to fix all these things that I didn't know where and why and how they were popping up that I could just take a big breath and go, you've actually been doing as much as you could um, to get through it all. And I, and I know one of um, the points that you often raise is, you know, what is your power you're finding? And, you know, w- what do you take from this experience? Because we're clearly going through it as part of our evolution for a reason. And I kept thinking of Wonder Woman and as I grew up, like she was a significant role model for us on the TV and and still is, but not so much the Hollywood image, even though, you know, Gail's gorgeous and our previous Wonder Woman have just been stunning, but it's actually um, more about how wonderful women are and what it is that, you know, we are required to be here on the planet for a reason and whatever these stages and changes are that we go through, they're there for a purpose. And so how do we how do we try our best to embrace them even when they're really challenging and um, and more so how do we just support each other through it and, you know, not create stigmas and 
barriers around how everyone will go through it individually. So, um, yeah, we are Wonder Women. Beautiful. And uh, we absolutely agree. And and just on that, how have you found your communication with those around you, whether it's your children or work colleagues or friends, how have you communicated your experience of perimenopause? Well, I, I, I am very grateful for my adult children because I have to say they had to have an intervention with me because I was leaning on them so hard to try and solve these issues that I was going through. And my gorgeous daughter had to kind of have come and have a discussion to go, mum, you actually need to go and see somebody because we there's nothing more that we can actually do. And you're actually causing quite a lot of anxiety for me and the boys. And I and immediately when that was said, you just go, oh, hang on, that wasn't what I was trying to do. So I think in in a flip, um, she was excited that I had found a psychologist that I could have some great chats to who was the same age as me and, you know, we could really relate to that. And then the kids knew that I was in good hands and um, and I would just give small updates to them. So um, my friends know that I'm owner oversharer. You can probably tell by <laughs> even what I'll share in these kind of discussions. And but what I do know is when I get excited that something is better, like that image you shared of the symptoms, I've probably shared that with so many more people. So um, I guess I don't ever want to be a burden on others. But at the same time, I need to know that my friends and my network are there to support me. So sometimes you're not going to know all the answers and and you do need to lean on people to do that. So there's been some significant things that have gone on in my life um, and I've had to lean, but I prefer not to. But then, you know, what's the point of friendships when you can't lean on each other? So, yeah. Mm, I do love that. And um, how beautiful from your, from your daughter. Um, you know, and and, you, and your sons around giving you that support and just recognizing that it's it's beyond their means and give you a little push as to as to yeah. where to go next. So we're coming to the end of this awesome discussion, Michelle. And we ask this question of all the people that we have on the podcast. So the podcast is all about power and finding, nurturing, and using your personal power as we transition through life phases in this perimenopause and beyond. And we'd love to know, I think, more from you about what does coming into your power mean? Because I feel like you've given us some power power thoughts already, but is there anything that's like a real standout for you that you want to share as well? I do. Actually, I have a, an aunt who I admire and um, I guess I refer to her because both my parents died about 20 years ago. So I have a few fabulous aunties, but one of them in particular, she... Um, She's just so resilient and amazing and continues to move through so much adversity. And I love being able to have the conversations with her about where she's at today in her 70s. And, you know, you sort of get to see um, the path ahead. For me, it's been um, I know I'm resilient and optimistic. That felt like it was disappearing through perimen perimenopause. And, and what I know is that through this information I've got now, it does come back. Now, I don't know if it comes back and I'm exactly who I am, but it's accepting that I'm on a transition to wherever that next space is that I'm going to be. And um, and and I guess this interesting little anonymous quote I have running with me all the time, which is, 
experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. Mm. Now, I quite, I'd like to not have so many experiences, but that's just what the world keeps throwing up in front of me. Um, But, you know, being able to just get up every day, take a step forward, breathe really well and um, and know that you have got the support around you um, to help you through whatever the times are that you're experiencing. And, um, you know, the world's a good place and this is not happening to us to make us feel bad about ourselves. It's just a transition. So how mm. do you help yourself? How do you help yourself through it? Beautiful, Nat. So good. (laughs) I love it. And uh, I'm sure our listeners will very much resonate and take some great wisdom from your your personal story and and some of the learnings and the insights that you've had over the last couple of years and and no doubt will continue to have as well into uh, many more years to come. But yeah. Definitely. Thank you so much for your vulnerability and, and in sharing your personal story and, and not just with us, but with our, our listeners as well. We really appreciate you giving us your time, Michelle. Oh, it's my pleasure. And thank you both so much for sharing such an amazing information sessions and being so passionate about a really important phase in 50% of the population's lives. Yeah. Thanks, Michelle. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. Thanks again for sharing your time with us, learning how you can be your best energetic self no matter what life stage you are going through. Be sure to contact us if any of this content resonates with you. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. See you next time.